We are Wrestling Elitists. I am your co-host, Alex Gibson, alongside uh, my good friend, Chris Scott Moore, who I do not have a full uh, song to sing about, uh, much like you had last week for Sean. That was man. That was a wild listen when I was uh, up in Traverse City. That was a beautiful job, though. Thank you. How have you been? Uh, it's been a little bit of a time, A, since I've been on the show, but then even we're, you know, we're taping this on a Monday, which this is feels like we're back to our roots a little bit. Um, how have you been? This, how was school. your last weekend? Yeah, good. I had my, um, as, as, as the whole world knows, I had my anniversary, uh, on Saturday. So I missed SummerSlam going to it, obviously, but it was actually quite fun. It was not as, um, sarcastically put as I, in my article. <laughs> it's actually, it was actually quite nice. Nice. I, um, so some news for the, for the listeners. I, I got engaged. That's why I was off the last weekend. Uh, and I was actually going to call myself the most engaged man in America as my intro, but I forgot to, so because I didn't write it down. Um, but I got. Well, did you like how I then... snuck in engaged last week? That was smooth. When you guys said that you did something, <laughs> I was like, I am terrified to listen. I listened while she was like away in a different room, and I was like, okay, this is fine. If she if she puts this on, she likes to uh, torment me sometimes with make me listen to my own voice uh, when we're in the car and make me listen to the podcast, but. Uh, so I got engaged on a Friday, and then this past Friday, we celebrated by uh, me taking her to GCW for her first death matches. So we'll talk about that in a little nice. bit. But <clears throat> before we do that, um, please make sure that you go to our link tree, linktree.com slash wrestling elitist, where you can find a link to our website, a uh, link to our merch, link to our Twitter and Instagram, all of those great things. Uh, go to wrestlingelitist.com for our latest match reviews and articles. We've been chugging along, trying to keep up with the G1. Uh, it's hard to do when <laughs> you have full-time jobs, you've got uh, children, uh, you know, Sean's wedding is going to be here before we know it. Sean uh, also has football season coming up. He's got to prepare for. Uh, so it's it's a lot that we've got going on right now, but uh, we're doing our best there. Um, and then make sure that you uh, check out our merch. Like I said, that we have a new site that we put up about a month ago. Um, I have a shirt for you, Chris, that you had ordered that I still haven't had a chance to get to you. So I was going to wear it to GCW, the one that I bought that's very similar to yours. Uh, but it was a sweatshirt. And um, as we'll talk about in a few minutes, yeah. it's a good decision not to wear a sweatshirt to Harpo's yeah. <laughs> in the middle of summer. Um, you may have noticed the last few weeks as well, we have changed the format of the show. Our board of directors uh, came down and strike down a new order that we don't do our news of the week, match of the week, moment of the week. We're just going to kind of talk topics. If there's a great match that stands out, we'll talk about it. If there's something that we hate, we'll talk about it. Um, but it's a little bit more looser format than we have had in the past. So if you like that, please let us know. If you don't like it, please still give us a five-star review, but uh, maybe shoot us an email and let us know. Um, so without any further ado, we can start with... Um, let's we'll, we'll do a little bit of a GCW and, and SummerSlam review, but I'd actually like to start with what I think is the biggest news ironically not doing news of the week it's the elite signed with aew or re-signed with aew uh i think for me that is something that's i like the elite don't get me wrong but it's from a just a the way that it looks i can't think of the word right now that that what that means but uh the way it looks is very good that they re-signed i can't imagine optics the elite yeah, yeah optics there we go thank you uh that would look really bad if the people who are the elite and all elite wrestling were to leave. So what were your initial thoughts? Did you ever think there was a realistic chance that they were going to leave? No, I didn't think there was a realistic chance they were going to leave. Not with Vince back in charge. Yeah, I, I would just, agree. And it, yeah. yeah. And it, and it really seems too like 
the most coveted free agent on the WWE side has always been Kenny. Mm-hmm. But Kenny has kind of seemed like he was like, I'm just going to do whatever the Bucks do. So it's kind of interesting that their most coveted person, they almost had to, they they had to act like the other ones were that would have been the most important. If they were going to truly make a run at the elite, WWE would have had to make a huge push for the Bucks more than Kenny probably. I think Kenny probably could have been more convinced to go there than them. Yeah. And um, I think just the freedom is, is so attractive to anyone who's under AEW contract to be able to go to new Japan, to be able to go to Mexico, to not have to do all of the scheduling stuff that WWE does. It's quite the grind. It's not the same grind as it was in the eighties and stuff like that, but still like it's a lot on you. Um, And I think it's very hard to, my impression is it's always hard to get away. I think like you're always on, you're always on as Mm -hmm. a celebrity that people like come out of the woodwork and, um, like, God, I wouldn't want to deal with some of the shit of like having stalkers at airports. I do think that's no. more of a WWE thing than it is like AEW. Um, not to say that they're not as big as stars, but just like, that's something that you just have to, I don't know, be nice at all times too during those. And like, that just feels awful. Yeah. And, and I think wrestling's in a unique position where it's the one sport or even form of entertainment where we really don't know what people make. Like even in Hollywood, right. you kind of know. Hey, The Rock got paid fifteen million to do this video, this movie, and then he probably made more on the back end too. But whatever, you at least kind of have that idea. In wrestling, I think people have this idea because these guys are on TV every week, because they're holding the title. Like, oh, these guys make ten million dollars a year. I think that people would be probably shocked at how "quote unquote" low <laughs> the salaries are mm-hmm. in wrestling. Um, you know, once again, I know I keep kind of teasing it, but we're going to talk about GCW. Uh, the first lady was shocked when I told her that they, each wrestler there was probably making maybe a couple hundred bucks that night. Like there's, there's not yeah. this gravy train through being a, a wrestler all the time. I mean, you can make it big, you can make a lot of money. The rock, I almost don't feel bad for that. He can't go to an airport because he probably makes a hundred million dollars a year. That's the cost of doing business, but the bucks probably yeah. still make a good living, but probably not, uh, worth uh, having people follow you the whole time thing. The thing that came out too is that supposedly they're making more guaranteed money than like any tag team of all time, including like the outsiders. So it's a couple million would have to be realistically yeah. um, for them to get in that category. So that's good for them. Like, I think it's good yeah. for the talent that there was a bidding war or a perceived bidding war and that they wanted to lock them down and get paid more. And it means more people are getting money. Um, and, yeah, there's a finite amount of money that can go around in terms of compensation and bubbles can burst and things like that. But there's so much money going into WWE and AEW right now with sponsorship and other ancillary things that like, I'm glad that it's trickling down to the boys and girls and they're getting paid more. Yeah. And I think it signals that Tony has some pretty high expectations for what this next, this next contract is going to look like. Yeah. All right. So Um, GCW, man. Well, how was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So I'm not kidding you. You walked into Harpo's though, and you felt the heat hit you. Um, We were in the second row. And at one point during Mance Warner's match, he he just goes, God damn, it's hot in here. (laughs) uh, It had to be, I, I, I will be the first to admit, I am a baby when it comes to a lack of air conditioning. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we lost, 
couple of weeks ago, we lost power for four hours and I was Googling hotels that allowed dogs because I okay. wasn't, wasn't yeah. going to be able to, you know, handle that <laughs> for a night. So I know that I'm a, a, a child when it comes to that stuff, but it was, it was brutal. Um, there's, there a chance during the night of like, it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. And then, uh, also I, I sent you guys the, the message the next day. There was a tweet. Somebody said, this is the hottest crowd I'd ever, I've ever been a part of. And then hashtag, my name is GCW. And uh, Brett Lauderdale, owner of GCW, <laughs> retweeted it and said, Detroit's an A-town for wrestling or something like that. Not realizing that the guy was definitely talking about the heat, not the uh, not, not how into it the crowd was. Although I will say the crowd, it was packed. It made the show that you, me and Chris, or you, me and Sean went to back in May seem like it was empty. Like there, even really? the general admission was like packed. It was packed to the brim. Um, wow. really good show. Yeah. It, they kind of, they seemingly moved really fast. Um, they stacked the death matches one after another on each other rather than I think last time it was kind of like they had one cleaned it up, had a regular match and had another one. Yeah. It was just back to back. Um, but really good. I, I enjoyed, um, you know, I didn't get to, we didn't stay until the end because of the heat. Um, and just kind of like how long the day was, we ended up leaving before the last two matches, uh, ended, but, uh, you know everything you I saw. I really a wrestling elitist, man, man, man. Did you miss <laughs> I, the Jeff got, Hardy concert too? I did. I missed, and I missed his oh little running God. at the end. Um, I got to fist bump <sighs> Mike Bailey, uh, so he is oh, officially cool. a friend of the show. And I'm an idiot. I I actually <laughs> yes. didn't wear a wrestling shirt because uh, I was like, ah, I don't really. I mostly work out in wrestling shirts now. Like I don't really have any that I just wear. So I was like, ah, I'll just wear a regular shirt. And then I, when I fist bumped Mike Bailey, I remembered I have a Mike Bailey soccer jersey. Uh, so I was really pissed at myself for not having that, but good show. We got to see Masha Slamovich, um, violence is forever. Uh, who I don't think you've ever seen them, Chris, but Dominic Greeny, who we used to see at the Livonia shows. And uh, I think his name's like Kevin Q. Um, they're, they're just like a, they're one of those tag teams. They remind me a little bit of like the work horsemen in terms of like, they're just, they're fucking brutal. They're good. Um, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they're a team that I would watch every single time I go to a show. Um, got to see them. I uh, got to see Mance Warner and uh, what's the one guy Manders, uh, who kind of looks a little bit like uh, Dax, kind of yeah, just a, just a cowboy kind of look. Um, that guy had a crazy spot where he got thrown off the stage of Harpo's into some uh, barbed Ooh. wire doors. Um, there was a there was a good uh, six man match that started the show. Overall, I think the quality of the wrestling was probably stronger than the show that we went to in may but i liked our seats way more in may um, yeah where were you we sitting had, this time so we were sitting uh if you if you're looking at where we sat last time you know where we sat against that wall to the left yeah. of that still in the second row but we were uh basically uh, like where so like our backs were to the entrance basically entrance, of where the okay, wrestlers yeah. were coming out of um foreign correspondent uh jeffrey bird he was uh right behind us so that was cool to uh get accidentally sat next to our one of our friends um saw some other uh colleagues as well and um yeah i think that that was a good lesson that uh, it is hot as shit there in the summers i just didn't even it didn't register to me that it would be that hot in there um and then you go outside like even just to the bathroom area and it wasn't cold out there by any stretch but it was such a difference than like the inside like the the stage area that it felt like you were walking into Antarctica. It was absolutely wild, but had a great time. And uh, we missed you there. 
and I'm looking forward to the next one. I think uh, the first lady said that she would absolutely go to another show. She said she's good on ever going to another WWE show. She just wants to do GCW um, and even AEW. She's like, ah. It didn't so really Sarah feels like that way too? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, the girl, the girls love the blood. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Well, okay, so what was the craziest spot of the night? Uh, oh, okay. It's gonna be hard to explain this, but there was a guy standing on, so he was on the outside of the ring. Okay. Um, and like he was on the side where the, where the giant stage is at Harpo's and one of this was in the six man match. So he like threw somebody out, you know, threw somebody off, off the ring or whatever. And he turns around and all of a sudden you see the kind of more Lucha style wrestler that was in that match. He launched himself off of the Harpo's stage jumped probably 15 to 20 feet and hit him with like a double knee like that. You know, that, uh, that like stomp that swerve does like that type of a, like a meteor. That was crazy. Um, during one of the death matches, uh, crazy King versus Cole Radrick, crazy King put a light tube right between Cole Radrick's legs and just kicked it and busted it right on his crotch. That was (laughs) wild. Um, so I think that those two are the ones that stand out. Uh, also, we saw Mance Warner just getting stuck with skewers right in front of us, like just oh. literally like right next to us. Uh, so those were the ones that stood out. Um, somebody actually did get hurt at the show, a fan in the front row uh, <laughs> during Commander versus uh, Joey Janela. Uh, they did a, a spot on the outside, uh, Hurricane on the outside and the fan ended up getting kicked in the face and it broke his glasses and his glasses cut his face. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was funny. I was very anxious with Sarah being there. Um, not wanting to like, not wanting her to get hit with anything, obviously. Well, yeah. And, and you know, we're, I feel like we know when a spot is coming. Right. And like the first time, like the major spot, like I told her before the show started, I said, if you see Sean, get up, that means you need to go like, cause we were kind of more inside, (laughs) Then Sean, Sean is more on the outside. It's not a baseball game. You got to pay attention. (laughs) I was like, you got to go. And then like the first spot was coming and I was like, I get up and I'm like trying to move and she's just not going. I'm like, go, go. And she's like, she's, I was like, you got to go. I literally just, you got to go. You got to go. And like, we just missed getting (laughs) like the people next to me just missed getting hit. So, um, so I was, I was anxious about all of that, but it was, you know, I think that those shows are just so fun Um, and they keep you engaged, but and uh, I forgot, I didn't tell her not to wear open-toed shoes, so she did get hit in the foot with some broken glass. Oh, no shit. injuries, though. Well, that's good. Hey, yeah, by the way, so. do you guys need a photographer for the wedding? Uh, I think she's got somebody. Why? Oh, you cut off my bit. Damn it. Come on. Oh, it's, I didn't. it's the yes and. Come on. This is I know. I realized, I, realized, I realized after that I should have yes and that. Can you ask me again? What kind of straight men are you? Hey, Alex, do you need a <laughs> photographer for your wedding? Yeah, we do. Why? Oh, great. Because my uh, I have someone in my family that uh, does it. Now, the one thing I would just say as like a caveat, though, like she just recently her like her husband just left her and the kids. So it's not going to be on a discount. And okay. she's also like really fucking hot and she'll wear white. Sarah will love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just the wave of emotions of like, how the fuck am I supposed to? <laughs> I was trying to be like uh, that serious and I totally, damn it. That was no, up my, my fault. I, I should have, I recognized it was a bit right as I started answering no, or like that we had somebody. 
um but overall no, move along, my, SummerSlam. <laughs> overall gcw good show i am you know moving into our SummerSlam review this isn't even necessarily a, a negative on SummerSlam. i am happy that we made the decision to do gcw over SummerSlam. i think gcw is just such a because of like how it's a smaller crowd you get a chance to interact with people a little bit more um and the guy's just and girls go fucking balls to the wall. You, you just feel like you're getting your money's worth at those shows. Um, moving into SummerSlam, I only watched some of it. I didn't get to see the whole thing. Saw a lot of the important stuff. Um, did you get a chance to watch the whole thing yet? I watched the whole show because I actually thought it was going to be like the shit. And I was not. It, it was okay. And said it was the drizzling shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the positives of it, like. Uh, Finn Balor and Seth had a great match. It was like kind of they Finn Balor sometimes gets a little bit like pre AEW Cody where he's like three star territory, you know, mm-hmm. kind of where he's just consistently like, hey, he should be a little bit better in the ring sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they had a really good match and I thought they had no uh, shouldn't have had a good match with all the times they've had just dumbass matches that have stupid endings this year. So that was they- actually quite good. Maybe this is me just like thinking this. And so I don't know if you have a different opinion, but they seem like Cena and Orton where it's like they face off every other pay-per-view. Like I feel they like Finn is yeah. always feuding with Seth. Yeah. Um, that was good. Gunther and Drew McIntyre was great. Um, the And then the Roman Reigns stuff was just like so goddamn long. Um, and I was going to say, like, he's he's kind of like Hogan in a way of like, he's such a master at. Like connecting with the crowd, doing nothing to get such a response. And this is like, you know, this is how it's going to he's winning. It's like, fuck yeah. you, he's winning. And yeah, it's just funny how. Like, goddamn, he is so over and the crowd is so into it and. It's I I don't get it, but whatever they fucking love it. So I I understand their reasoning for why they want to keep it going. But goddamn, like the audience should know by now this was going to happen. That was going to be the outcome. Yeah. Like and I guess it pissed people off because on and granted, I don't watch the weekly show anymore because it's atrocious. But I guess on Smackdown, they had like a rule that's like, okay, the Usos can't come in or Samoa Sokoa can't come in. And it's like, yeah. well, they did. And it's like, oh, well, of course they were going to fucking do that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it just, was kind of a flat set, ending for sure. Why, yeah. Why set the rule? If you if you wanted to do that, then they should have just, it should have been Sokoa can't. Like they, they could have just uh-huh. set the rule that Sokoa can't interfere. So then Jimmy interferes and it's technically still following the rules, but it's, you know, whatever. It to me is reaching like NWO at the end of WCW Absolutely. levels of awful though. I once I've been scrubbing audio from this podcast for months. My takes on CM Punk ever coming back, my takes on the the guns <laughs> coming back, and now I'm going to have to go back and start getting rid of anything I said good about the bloodline. It has been so fucking bad the last month or so for me because that's the only thing I really watch. I just watch YouTube clips of what's going on with mm. the bloodline, and it's I I when I saw what the ending was. I was so, so happy that I was not there for that. Yeah. I think they take the whole. Oh, go on. I was gonna say it's like a, it's a Russo level swerve. It's a swerve, just a swerve. Swerve, bro. Yeah. I think they take the whole 
Like, you know, Roman should get nominated for an Emmy with how great of a performer he is. They take that so seriously that it's like the the pained expression that, you know, Uso Brother 2 had last or Saturday night was just like ridiculous. Like, oh, fuck, yeah. come on. Like, also, it's just like you're trying so hard and the matches are so epic and long and like it just yeah. bores you to tears. Like watching that shit live would be atrocious. Like it was nice to be at home. So I could fast forward so much of the show. Yeah. And it it feels it's weird to me that they've been so afraid of Roman actually beating Jay. Like there's actually no real reason why Jay should like Jay should be put be able to put up a fight against him and have a great match, but ultimately Roman should be able to beat him. I don't understand this need to protect Jay and have him win in a dirty way or whatever, or have him technically, he, you know, he had Roman beat until his brother screwed him over. Roman but that's should what be they able do to with everyone. So. They, they always Ro- want to make like, everyone yeah. protected. And they think that like these stupid interference finishes are going to like, well, it keeps the story continuing. No, it keeps the story tapered off and dumb. Keeps it keeps it treading water is what it yeah, keeps it Yeah, it's doing. just like, eh. and you do that too many times, it's going to burn people out. Now, granted, I don't think they're going to like lose the crowd and they're not going to lose their dominance. And um, All In at Wembley isn't going to kick off some, you know, renaissance for AEW where they take over. That, that, that ain't happening. But um, mm-hmm. the thing I would say that was nice, like I fucking hate Ford Field. I think it's the shittiest uh, NFL stadium in the league. This is and, why Sean's not on this week. Yeah. And I even put on the website that shithole Ford field. It's <laughs> just kind of a little, <laughs> little Easter egg there. Um, <laughs> but it's no, it's so dank and it's so depressing and it's so cloudy and gray. And it just makes you think of being outside looking at Detroit winter skies where it's just, you know, fucking winter depression and just sad. And they did a great job of lighting that stadium. And it was, yes, it was overtly blue. And I bet there's people who hated those spotlights in there, but it, like they did a good job of making it look very, very well. And even though they didn't have legitimately 59,000, it looked f- just packed and they did a great job yeah. of shooting the crowd and the production of it was very, very good. Of course, the cuts and all that shit was atrocious as always, but like from a, uh, production they did a very good job and it seemed to move a little bit now granted i was fast forwarding through stuff um so maybe it would have felt a little bit longer but for me watching the entirety of the show it wasn't as daunting as i thought it was going to be yeah i thought i thought I, from what i saw i thought it looked good do you think that the performance that you know in terms of like it sounds like it was a pretty good show for WWE uh, profitability wise, all of that. I saw some reports that it was one of their biggest shows that they've ever had. That wasn't mm-hmm. a WrestleMania uh, dollar wise. Do you think that this puts us in line for maybe a WrestleMania in the next five to six years? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. Cause it's not going to be a pay. Cause WrestleMania is now our paid shows. Yeah. And the host city has to bid and the host city needs to have so much more of an infrastructure. I don't know who we fucking, uh, how we got the NFL draft. And, and maybe that's just a bone that they, we got for thrown to us for some reason. I don't know how that happened, but like I, there's a reason why we get the super bowl once every 30 years. It's just kind of like, yeah, it sucks. Cause we're like right in that spot where like, we're a big name city, mm-hmm. but we're not in that first tier. 
of no places to to actually host something like that. I and it's a very hot WrestleMania for wrestling yeah. though. Like it, it is, it's a very hot market. But just the business of WWE right now, where they want to have a city pay for it, Detroit's not doing that just because of all the economic problems itself, and then they don't have a lot of the infrastructure and yada yada. Yeah. Where it's not the best idea from a myriad of reasons. But like, if you wanted to draw a big crowd here, yeah. If you did another, like if they did the rumble, maybe in a few years at Ford field, that would totally work. Um, if oh, they wanted to, I would go to that. You know what I mean? Like that would do I would love very to, well. Yeah. I would love to attend a, a Royal rumble. Um, I actually, so I actually was going, I went to Canada on Saturday. Uh, I was in Windsor. So it was interesting on our way to Windsor, the traffic coming into uh, the U S was so backed up on on the wow. bridge and i'm assuming because people were coming over for uh the show so i i wonder what that looked like how many people were coming over from canada for the show um because mm-hmm. i do think that that's a that's a selling point when it comes to an event like this is you're not only getting people in detroit but you're getting people from canada because canada's yeah. never going to get a big show i mean they have had some big shows but it's very few and far between exchange Um, yeah and and i think that's why we had wrestlemania 3 i mean it really is like you had chicago and you have toronto um that's what everyone sees so yeah i mean we're a good city for wrestling this is a very good market it just isn't um i i i doubt we're gonna get mania anytime soon yeah hopefully hopefully uh brett lauderdale's calling us a uh an a town changes that for us though uh (laughs) Moving on, so I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about our favorite wrestling show. Also happened on Saturday. Happens every Saturday. AEW Collision. Um, just any general thoughts on this week's show, but also specifically that Ricky Starks CM Punk match, the ending of the match, the aftermath of the match, Ricky turning full heel now. Uh, what were your thoughts? Do you think that it was all the right call? Um you know, where do you think it goes here? Because CM Punk also got called out by Samoa Joe for all in. Do you think, where do you think, where do you think Punk's going from here? Oh God, where Punk's going. I don't know. It's almost like he's trying to cram in everything before he burns out again. Like they have House <laughs> of Black next week and it's like, I've got four people Russian I need shit, to put dude. over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he, I thought he was going to do a program with Jay White and Gun Club, but maybe they're putting that on hold. Um, I would have rather saw him with Jay White at all in, to be honest, but eh, whatever. Joe's fine too. Yeah. Like that's a good, it'll be a fine match and it'll be over and it'll be a big deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's just a good damn show. Like it's paced. Well, there's less silly shit on the show. There's still a little bit with like, because you have Hobbs, you have to have QTV and some of <laughs> those goofballs and stuff. And there's a little bit of, shenanigans but it does feel like um mid-south or jim crocker promotions wrestling where it's old school and it's working for me i liked um everything with ricky steamboat is a good way to get starks definitively a heel because he was just kind of the i don't know he had a reason to be a dick about stuff yeah so it makes him a it just gives him more of a heel incentive but it's like okay what are you doing with him then though like what's next yeah yeah, I, I liked it. I liked that they didn't keep him kind of because he was still getting cheered after mm-hmm. his, like him being, you know, acting kind of heelish. So they I like that they leaned into it and made a decision mm-hmm. rather than rather than going the route of like a Cody where he's like, well, you know, 
if I'm getting booze and I'm a heel or, you know what I mean? Like when he's like, oh, well, however they, you know, just because I'm acting like a face doesn't mean I'm actually a face. Like don't not getting too meta with it. Right. And while, while punk being a tweener makes sense. And I like that you can't have a show full of tweeners. I just, you just beat me to it. That's the problem. Yeah. If you have too many of them, then it's, it's completely silly. And one of them by default stops being a tweener and just becomes someone who's not over. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in where this, uh, where this punk, you know, real title thing goes. And it's, I mean, we still have, you know, all out is coming up and I don't really understand what the separation is between all in all out. Um, we're, we're what, three weeks away from, uh, all in four weeks away from all out now. Um, hopefully we start to get some understanding of what that is. I think that they messed up if, if all in's not a free show, they messed up, I think making it's not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like I, yeah, it's a pay-per-view officially, right? Yeah. It's, but, but that's the problem. It's like, this is your WrestleMania three. It's selling, it's sold more tickets than WrestleMania three, like legitimate, like, because we all know the 93,000 numbers, just Vince jerking around, but yeah, it sold more tickets and it's like, okay, this is your, I put it in an article, but it's true. It's like, this is your WrestleMania three moment. Like, what are you doing with it? And it's like, I get that you have TV that you need to have ratings for, but like, eh, you need to make this the big moment. And so you have to sacrifice maybe a week of TV where it's not, maybe the best matchups is possible or there's more segment stuff or storyline stuff or sports entertainment a little bit more to make sure that every uh, match is peaking and the audience knows what it is like to not know half of the card until three weeks out is stupid. I, I don't yeah, get it. it. That's it just well, doesn't make any yeah. sense in the way that they're announced. It's stupid. Like, okay, you could have done this two fucking weeks ago. You could have done this a month ago. There's nothing special that needed to have this, like arrested development, like setup of a joke that arcs over four seasons. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't set up like that where it's like, Oh yeah, that's why fucking George Michael da 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 with the glisten and the, you know, toothpaste or whatever. Like it's not that artfully done. Well, and, and it's weird that so far the, the way that every match has been made has just been the wrestlers deciding that they wanted to wrestle on that show. Right. <laughs> it's, it's and they all wrestle and on the Adam show. Cole, yeah. Yeah, Adam Adam Cole and MJF are like, hey, man, we should face off since we're best friends. Joe just comes out and challenges Punk, even though they haven't really been doing anything. FTR, same thing with the Bucks. They haven't really been doing like there hasn't been a feud building up to this. It's just like, let's have a third. Let's have a third go around at this. It's very. I don't know. It, it It's funny because it's on one hand, it is a great accomplishment. that They have sold more tickets than WrestleMania three with only two matches announced and how they've done this build. And everybody obviously knew that Cole and MJF was a build, you know, since June. So I'll even give them credit on that one. Um, But it's also a little bit, it's, it's a continued indictment of their ability to tell a story that Mm -hmm. they, that I should know what this card is without them telling me what the card is today. If, if you don't have all these matches announced, I should basically know what they are. And I really don't. The only thing that I do really know is that, um, you know, there's going to be more and that it's probably not going to be Omega versus Osprey three, which sucks. Oh, yeah. You get um, Jericho and Osprey supposedly. Which, speaking of things that suck, <laughs> Jack Perry, what are your thoughts on him versus uh, RVD? I don't like it at all. Um, I'm glad that it's for dynamite and it's not for, I thought it was for all in. So yeah, I'm oh, glad I was it's dynamite. Like, too. I, I, 
and I put it to my article, like it's very much Tony can sometimes teeter on the Vince ish, like audience of one stuff with the ECW yeah. fandom. It's so fucking old. And when you take off the fairy tale glasses and you know what ECW was, a lot of ECW is just sad. It's, um, and it's guys that were, it just, it, it did really bad stuff to their bodies, the partying, the drug stuff. Mike, I mean, look the, at Mike. Awesome. Yeah. The deaths, the brain damage. Um, it, a lot of it's not pretty. And then too, like with everything on the network, you can see that like week to week, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> They're just sort of scrambling and throwing shit together. And Paul Heyman's a genius. And there's things that he did that were excellent with ECW, but a lot of it is myth. And now that you have documentation of everything, sometimes the myth isn't so great anymore. And I, I'll never understand how ECW um, was able to survive as long as it did. When you have things like mid South or again, uh, uh Jim Crockett promotions wrestling. That's like so much better. Uh, I think yeah. in terms of quality and then in terms of like everyone didn't have a crack addiction or like die really young or create a style that brought a lot of injuries upon now, stuff. I, I like, I love things about ECW. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's just like, ah, oh, it's fucking done. Like let it die. And you can't use it anyways from a copyright standpoint. So yeah, just let it go. And Again, I'm very worried we're going to get Bubba Ray Dudley. I'm not happy about that. And I think he could be Dan Lambert 2024. And I will me. be take I will be taking an extended leave of absence from this podcast yeah. if, yes. if he is on there. Um, he I my thought was, first of all, RVD, I said it in our group chat with Sean. Uh, if you put him on a propaganda ad of this is what happens when you smoke marijuana. I would become an advocate. I'd join, you know, mothers against drug abuse or whatever, whatever the groups are against it. Uh, <laughs> he just looked absolutely like shit. Um, but I will say it's be- because I don't like Jack Perry and I don't enjoy, I think he's an awful heel. I think he was bad as a face. I just don't want him in AEW. If you're going to have it, if you're going to have a, um, an old legend quote unquote or whatever superstar come in and put Jack Perry over RVD is the perfect one. Cause I don't give a shit. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. In that sense. I, I also, a thing that just doesn't make sense with the whole storyline, like hook used to chase him every week. And then now he just doesn't chase him. Like I get that they're not chasing him because they're going to have a match later perhaps, but it's like, well, why didn't you like chase him? time the storyline yeah yeah. and then like the whole like it's it's ftw so it's no rules and you're supposed to be violent and like so but jack cheated to win and like that's supposed to be like bad because he used violence like it's just not yeah it's an award from your brother yeah i i will say it was cool to hear uh respect uh walk play out great oh yeah awesome song and actually got to um Mance Warner's tag team came out to that at GCW too. So I heard it on Wednesday and then got to be a part of the same exact uh, chant on yeah. Friday. Um, just a couple other things. Uh, Vince was under federal investigation out on like a medical leave. Did they ever say what the federal investigation no. was? I mean, we can guess, right? But they, yeah, they even had a warrant served, right? Yeah, they had a search warrant and they served his residence. And I think they the wwe handed over documents 
it was on like ESPN.com had a more lengthy dive into it, but it was still very brief. They just put in their SEC filing that um, for you two that he was under investigation. They disclosed it. The telling thing was, was Vince said, like, um, I never intentionally committed a crime or something, something along those lines. So that's kind of like a tell of like intentional wrongdoing. Like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then um, just the irony of it, like the last time he got in trouble with the feds, he had that famous neck injury that when he was found not guilty, he took off his neck brace and was swinging it around there, all drinking afterwards. It's like a classic great con man story. And so now he's got like major spinal problems. Now, like I, yeah, you might con- that could conceivably be true though. If you look how dilapidated his body is now, like I know he's still 80 some or is nearing 80, but like Jesus Christ, like he looks like someone sucked all the, you know, steroids out of him completely. And he just looks like a pruny old banana. So I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that he has like some like fucking problem right now, like health wise. And I'm sure yeah. he probably I don't know, whatever. But yeah, so it just was very like, okay, well, more's coming with Vince. And let's not forget, too, like last year, his family voted against him to not come back to the company because they knew other shit was coming. Like that yeah. is kind of lost on stuff. Like Stephanie and Triple H voted for him to not come back. And then now he's back. Like, oh, yeah, well, he's, you know, he's such a great resource. He knows this stuff. It's just like, yeah. <sighs> it's like those uh dictators that they'll ho- they do a vote just so that they make it look like they have a democracy but then they win 99 yeah. to one percent then just kill the one percent that voted against them like the the, well, yeah. one, the couple of the couple of people who believe that it was actually uh a fair election <laughs> like putin's opponent thing like they're the <laughs> fucking washington generals and they're gonna win <laughs> <laughs> um the only other thing was I, I think we had something about SummerSlam that we didn't touch on was uh, the women's matches. Um, oh, yeah. And I think part of that was the fact that they once again bumped Becky versus Trish. That was originally supposed to be scheduled for uh, WrestleMania, I think. Right. And then now we didn't get it Who for knows? SummerSlam. Yeah. Super odd there. Um, and then also when Shayna and Ronda had their match. There's Oof. videos of just fans all just deciding that that was a great time to go to the concessions, use a bathroom break, things like that. Yeah. Just, it's very interesting right now. Rhonda was such a draw at first and how much she has managed to kill her own reputation because she seemingly doesn't have the respect that a Logan Paul does for the wrestling world. I just think that that's what I, my takeaway is from her side of things at least is, you know, she's done a lot to not like a not a lot of not great stuff for WWE in terms of like the way she's talked about it and stuff like that. Whereas Logan's taken it very seriously and people, even if they don't like Logan Paul, they respect his wrestling prowess or, you know, the fact that he's good at it. Um, and then on the other end of it, WWE, do they just like, what could be the possible reason reasoning for not doing this Trish versus Becky thing? Is it like, they're afraid once again of somebody losing that match or like, do you have any, any insight there or any thoughts there? Slim Jim commercial. I don't know. <laughs> they couldn't get it. Yeah. They couldn't find a good yeah. sponsor for it. Yeah. No, I mean like 
with the Rhonda stuff. I mean, let's fucking come on. She's probably susceptible to believe that birds aren't real in that conspiracy. <laughs> like she, she's yeah. like a Sandy Hook truther and just some of the stuff like kind of unsavory human being in terms of belief. Supposedly, allegedly, you know, she's just researching. Not saying anything, just researching. Open mind. Open minded. Yeah. Just keeping open minded. <laughs> Exciting good sources. Uh no, so I think just the um yeah, and not always being a fan of the industry too. Sometimes it's gonna hurt you because fans know who's into it and who's not. Logan compare Logan Paul comparison spot on. Um I think just her character in real life should fucking kill everyone in this division. Yeah. Like in reality, like that's she should have been booked like a fucking monster. And yes, the fans were going to reject her and boo because you get sick of seeing someone who is this Goldberg like, you know, uh, invincible character. But like then you can play off the I don't really like wrestling anyways. I'm just here to kick everyone's ass. People will like someone who's dominant. Like, yeah, they want to have someone that's sympathetic as a baby face. But at the same time, though, like, that's why Roman's so popular is because he always wins and he's dominant. And the company tells you this is the best person. So I think like just her booking has been goofy and it's a missed opportunity by WWE because let's not forget, like they just had on Dynamite the fucking camera showing a sign that said book the women's division better. And like, you know, you kind of had a good opportunity. This match was not didn't go down well. And then the triple threat was just a complete shit show of contrivances and botches. And what am I watching? This is just weird. Um, And it not landing. Uh, That was actually the match my wife watched and was like, when Oscar did like the misfit, she was like, what in the hell is this shit? And just was so like turned off by the whole thing. (laughs) that's that's always the worst i i saw a uh a meme one day of like every time me every or every time you try to show somebody wrestling and it's like one of the old like cringy things i've been did in the 90s that is kind of been scrubbed away from history or whatever yeah. and but it's so true every single time you try to show someone like oh just watch this maybe you'll enjoy yeah. this match this, these are t- these two are great w- these are two great uh wrestlers and then they just have a Mountain Dew pitch black match instead. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah. It's Vince calling John Cena the N word, or it's like just something that's yeah. like, Oh God damn it. Why'd you have to come in during that part? <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing on the WWE women, did you see that uh, Kyrie Kyrie Sane it looks like he's coming back? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that she did. So I was hoping that she would go to AEW. I think that, um, especially with, you know, when Mercedes is back and, and healthy, wanting to still get a, a AEW match out of her, Kyrie could have been the star of the AEW division. I was bummed to see that. Uh, it sounds like she is headed. She, so Fightful had, had said that she was going to WWE. And then a day later, she tweeted out something like, I'm starting a new adventure in October um, or, you know, something like that. So it sounds like that uh, was a little bit of a confirmation that she will be mm. headed back to WWE after uh, spending the last three years in Japan wrestling for stardom. So that I believe is all that we had today. Is there any other topics we didn't hit that you had on your mind? No, <laughs> I'm surprised we went as long as we did. I just like, I know behind the scenes talk. We we're like, Oh, we should go really short. Cause I'm going to be negative about everything. I don't want to come off poorly, <laughs> but like, yeah, eh, it just hasn't been a, 
I don't know. Sometimes you go through as a wrestling fan, you go through like wrestling depression or oversaturation. And I think that is one of the downsides now of having a show every single night is like things aren't having the impact that it once had. And sometimes it feels like a compulsion and an obligation to watch. Um, And that can definitely like burn people out. Yeah, I would honestly really enjoy a month of just not watching a single bit of wrestling, (laughs) but I also, it's, it's a good way, you know, when there are times, um, you know, I, I actually think by the time, by the time a month came, I would be like, okay, wait, I need to watch something. So I don't actually need a full month. I just need the opportunity to have a month of no wrestling and then I can come back after three days. Um, but, uh, that all said, I do, I do think that there's a lot of good sets coming up right now with all in, hopefully with all out. Um, you know, we start to get into survivor series build, which that's always a fun match. The survivor series match. I always enjoy that whether or not everything else is good around it. Who knows? Um, and, and there's usually a war games as well that that's attached to that on the NXT side. So we're yep. getting into a, a good time for wrestling. And then we also have Arthur Ashe coming up, I think right in September. God damn. Yeah, that's so, right. So AEW has got a lot of big shows, which uh, man, I hope that they can deliver on all of them. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they, pivot this you know this all in all out and then a couple weeks later Arthur Ashe but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that's I'm naming the episode all in all out all set Uh, that's a that's a good one but we will uh, we'll be back next week I don't know uh, we could talk about it in the chat if we're going to do we've we've been thinking about moving back to Mondays permanently anyways uh, because we enjoy collision more so we might as well just talk about collision um you know, we moved we moved to Thursdays originally because Rampage was such garbage that there was no need for us to even really discuss it or yeah, wait, wait to talk about Dynamite. Um, the Rampage is a show that I will be I don't I cannot tell you the last time I watched it, but Collision is truly my favorite thing. And, and it, I don't watch it live most weeks, but it's been really enjoyable to wake up on a Sunday and turn it on and, and watch. So it's it's easy. It's easy viewing for me. So. Uh, please make sure that you are checking out our website, wrestlingleadus.com, for our latest match reviews and articles. Um, we are in the home stretch of the G1, so uh, make sure you keep up with us on that. And then uh, as far as our merch, that can be found at our Linktree, linktree.com slash wrestlingleadus. Next week, we should be back, all three of us. I'm not sure if next week means this Thursday or uh, a week from today, Monday. So we will uh, find out and we'll make sure that we're putting that on our social. <laughs> you can find at Wrestling Elitist on Twitter and on Instagram. Rick Rude, send it home. Hit the music. <laughs>